Welcome to the Dating Kinky Podcast, a cast about love, sex, romance, and kink. I talked about toxic positivity a couple weeks back, and I realized that a lot of what I write about focuses on the positive. But I like to think it's not because I don't recognize or acknowledge the negative, but because the positive is more important to me. Because I focus on the potential positive results as being more interesting than the negative that I might experience on my way. Like the result of being on top of a mountain, breathing in crisp, clean air and seeing gorgeous vistas is a powerful draw to me and will get me through the slogging up steep grades in a near torrential downpour. Yeah, that's happened. He said the rain would stop before we parked, that it was stopping, that it would stop soon after we started. It didn't, but it was worth it. And I guess that's why I've always been okay with the state of online dating and connecting because I look at what I want and I'm willing to put up with minor annoyances and that's how I classify them, to get it. Where are all the creepsters? That's a bit of a joke, but only sort of. When people talk about all the creepsters, I generally have a brief moment of confusion because my brain has to process the statement and my brain often has trouble with absolutes. It's why I don't do well with what's your favorite questions. And I don't find that all the people in kink or dating or whatever are creepy. Not even most of them. Not even most of the men. And I do get my fair share of creep for sure. Being as public as I am gets me plenty of exposure. But my brain always stutter steps when someone suggests that it's all creepsters out there because That's not my experience. And just the other day in conversations with two people who I think are abso-fucking-lutely brilliant, this was said. Because we kind of have these two categories of bad behavior, one of which is, I wish you wouldn't do that, and one of which is, this person is a bad person. Why trust Tom Hanks on FetLife? And I get a lot of messages that I wish I didn't get, and meet a lot of people that if I never encounter them again, I'll be fine with that. I will say this, many approaches online are poorly considered. Some are definitely too something, sexual, familiar, entitled. A very few are what I would consider actively creepy or bad person material, as Why Trust Tom Hanks said. In fact, I'd say while most people who approach me in and out of kink are ultimately not for me, they are probably pretty awesome people when they are not stumbling over their awkward desperation to connect or to fill that fantasy or to say something because their shyness is nearly crippling. 
And one of the reasons my brain hits the pause when I hear things like that is because I'm not so good at focusing on the negative. I read a Facebook post recently that had a lot of words and most of them boiled down to a good relationship is one where you minimize fighting, which is an interesting perspective for me and one I'm going to explore in the future. While I say a good relationship is one in which both people feel that they get far more out of it than they put in. Negative perspective versus positive perspective. And looking at my FET mail this morning and the first 20 messages, not one was creepy. Three were specifically business related, so I took those out and added the next three for an even 20 personal messages. Four of those 20 were friends conversing with me, ongoing conversations. All four were people I have not yet met in person. 13 of the messages were inane. How have you been? After hi and hello, both of which had already been answered. W-I-D. I read your profile. Yeah, no you didn't or you have incredibly poor reading comprehension. Would you enjoy this sort of scene, along with an incredibly detailed description of that sort of scene? Just kind of bad attempts at making conversation on a kinky fetish site. One was an invitation to join a FET group about something. I already have too many groups and I rarely visit them anymore. One was a question that I didn't have an answer for, so I'll be posting it anonymously on my feed for them to get feedback. And one was, well, not really creepy, but could feel that way to some, I guess. It was a self-professed dominant writing about four screen inches of bad DS fiction with spanking and office play and starring me as the potential submissive. Ugh. It was just obviously marketed to someone who was not me, and that would have been obvious with even a moment's glance at my profile rather than just my photo. And it was bad, and not in the bad enough to be entertaining way. I wrote a half-hearted slap back and was done. So, one in 20? Maybe? But it also depends on what causes you an unpleasant feeling of fear or unease, the definition of creepy. And perhaps my fear or unease baseline is higher than most. Thank you, excellent boundaries and overall feelings of self-confidence built carefully through the years. That might be a big part of it. And I'm online to meet people so I figure I will have to deal with, well, people. Yet, I think about all the amazing people who have come into my life over the last decade as a result of the internet and real life connections. The UK friend I knew online for five years before I met them in person in London. The person I flirted with in a discord before meeting at a local meetup event. The person who approached me on my own site with a puppy in their photo and who has now been a part of my life for five years. 
the person I met for tea one day and who recently dragged their partner of like 30 years up to me at a slosh to say hello and meet my partner. The absolutely beautiful person who reached out to me when they were moving around the world to my area and who has grown through the years in so many awesome ways. This other person from the UK who was in my area and found a gathering online to attend, where we met and hit it off, then came to one of my potlucks the next day and who will be back soon. For every one of these people, there are probably 139 inanities, one creeper, and probably another 10 or so possible friendships that just fizzle from lack of real connection or engagement. But it's worth it. And I refuse to paint online as full of creepsters. Because it's not. It's full of people just like you and me. We are online. And I guess that sometimes the creepy voices can feel overwhelming. So to loop back around, it seems to me that this is a fundamental difference in approach. I am online to pursue pleasure, while others may simply want to avoid unpleasantness. I am perfectly willing to slog through over 5,000 connections per year to make one or two good ones that bring me pleasure, while others cringe at the thought of another screen-long paragraph written by Das Uber Domley Pants. I am also pretty adventurous, and very little online makes me fearful or gives me a sense of unease. And I do see that as a privilege in much the same way that my resiliency or my heteronormativity is, despite my hedonistic sexuality. And I recognize that my experience is not yours, and that both are valid and real. What are your thoughts? What is your experience? Are you discouraged by the creepsters online? Do you feel that they are the majority or enough to fill you with unease or even dread? Thank you for joining me today. If you love this episode, please share it with others who would enjoy it. And please do join me on our new apps available in the Google Play and Apple App Stores. Dating Kinky, it's built by Kingsters for Kingsters, Poly, Queer, Trans Folk, and anyone not quite vanilla. And it's free. Find me on FetLife as Nookie Notes, and on Twitter, Pinterest, YouTube, Facebook, and Medium as Dating Kinky. We're on Instagram as Dating Kinky Official, all one word. Also, find me on the new Moan app in beta for iPhone. I'm Miss Nookie there. T-H-E-M-O-N-A-P-P dot com. Have a kinky day, and I'll catch you next episode.